Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program presented by Nidal Ayyubi. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Salatu wassalamu ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome to our new series on the Ilamiyya of Shaykhul Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimuhullah. My dear brothers and sisters, in today's lesson, we will take the introduction to the text or to the poem. We will speak about who Sheikh al-Islam is in, in a very brief manner and also briefly about the overview of the poem, bi-ibnillahi ta'ala. Now my dear brothers and sisters, this poem is called al-Lamiya because each line of poetry, each bait, ends with the letter Lam. Now my dear brothers and sisters, regarding this poem, al-Lamiya, and its ascription to Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, the scholars did differ over whether this poem was written by Shaykh al-Islam. Now from the scholars who affirmed that it is in fact written by Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah was Imam al-Alusi rahimahullah ta'ala. He said, firstly, know that the belief of Shaykh al-Islam is in agreement with the Quran, the Sunnah and the statements of the Salaf of this nation. It is detailed and super abundant in his works and his love of the companions, especially Abu Bakr and Umar, is amply expressed in his words. This is clearer than the sun when it is clearly visible in the sky, particularly for the one who studies his books. To quote it in its entirety will lead to boredom, however, I will select some passages of it. From this is his statement, Ya sa'ili an madhhabi wa aqidati, ruzika al-huda man lil-hidayati yas'alu. O one who asks about my doctrine and creed, bestowed with guidance is he who asks for guidance. Now there are some scholars who were not on the view that this book is for Shaykh al-Islam, even though, Allahu A'lam, other ulama have said it appears to be the works of Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah. Either way, we know that the contents, what is found in this poem, this Lamiya poem, conforms, is in agreement to the creed of Ahl sunnah wal Jama'ah. It is extremely beneficial and contains a number of core beliefs of Ahl sunnah and due to its shortness, it is an ideal text to memorize and study. Now, this Lamiya poem, it has 16 lines of poetry, which are easy to memorize and is an excellent introduction text to the creed of Ahl sunnah wal Jama'ah for beginners and even children. Now, this poem, my dear brothers and sisters, contains a number of fundamental beliefs of Ahl sunnah wal Jama'ah. And they are the following. Firstly, the excellence of the companions, radiyallahu anhum. Secondly, making tawassal to Allah through one's love of them, meaning through one's love of the companions, radiyallahu anhum. And also, it speaks about the virtues and status of Abu Bakr, radiyallahu anhu, meaning that he is the best companion, the most virtuous of the companions. It also speaks about belief that the Qur'an is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uncreated, and also discusses referring to the Qur'an and Sunnah, our primary sources in Islam, and also then moves on to discuss believing in the ayat that describe the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the way that the Salaf believed in them. It also refutes those who deny Allah's attributes based on the statements of Al-Akhtal. And this poem also discusses belief in seeing Allah in the hereafter, belief in the nuzul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the last third of the night without asking how. Also discusses belief in the mizan or the balance or the scale, the hold and the sirat, and as we know these are from the affairs of the hereafter. And then it moves on to discuss the punishment of the fire and the reward of Jannah, paradise. 
and it also discusses the questioning in the grave. And finally, it establishes that this was what is mentioned in this poem is in fact the creed of the four Imams. May Allah have mercy upon them. And my dear brothers and sisters, the author of this poem is Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullahi ta'ala. His full name is Taqiddin Abu al-Abbas Ahmad bin Abdul Halim bin Abdul Salam bin Abdullah bin Abi al-Qasim bin al-Khidr bin Muhammad bin Taymiyyah al-Harrani then al-Damishki. And as we know, he is one of the greatest ulama in the history of Islam. He came from a family of learned scholars. He was born in Harran, modern-day southeastern Turkey, near the border with Syria. On the 12th of Rabi'ah al-Awwal, in the year 661 after Hijrah, which corresponds to the 23rd of January, 1263 CE. And as we know, my dear brothers and sisters, due to the approach of the Mongols to where he was living with his family, his family were displaced and moved to Damascus in the year 6. 67 after Hijrah and the Sheikh he was only around six years old at the time. His father was also a scholar and his grandfather was also a scholar, the great Imam and Sheikh of Islam as well, Majduddin Abu al-Barakat, author of the book Al-Ahkam. Now the title Taymiyyah comes from the mother of one of his forefathers who was called Taymiyyah. It is mentioned that she was an admonisher and he was ascribed to her and became known through the name Ibn Taymiyyah. And his mother also had a great role in nurturing him. And it is said that she lived to see her son become one of the great scholars in Islam. And my dear brothers and sisters, if the efforts of a mujaddid bear fruit in his own time and generation, the efforts of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah began to bear fruit in his own time and have continued to do so until the present, affecting scholars and seekers of knowledge and Islamic groups that belong to Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Scholars still refer to his books to refute the enemies of Allah among the Ahlul Kitab, the Jews and Christians, and the sects that claim to belong to Islam, such as the Rafidis, the Jahmis, and innovated sects such as the Ashaira and the Murji'ah. His achievements in the fields of fiqh, hadith, tafsir, and suluk, meaning ways of drawing closer to Allah, are too well known for us to need to give any examples here. His books and writings bear witness to that and he does not need anyone like us to praise him. Rather, my dear brothers and sisters, his knowledge, his fiqh are present in his books, in his works, and they all bear witness to his knowledge and virtues, and no one can deny that except one who is ignorant or stubborn. Many ulama praised him and spoke well of him, not only from his students and supporters, but even his opponents, my dear brothers and sisters, testified that he surpassed others in knowledge and understanding, and they even bore witness to his courage, generosity, and jihad for the sake of Allah in support of Islam. From the ulama who praised him is the great Imam, Imam al-Zahabi, rahimahullah, said, listing his sheikhs, he is our sheikh, the sheikh of Islam, unrivaled in our time in terms of knowledge, courage, intelligence, spiritual enlightenment, generosity, sincerity towards the ummah, enjoining what is good and forbidding what is evil and learning hadith. He put a great deal of effort into seeking it and writing it down and he examined the different categories of narrators and acquired knowledge that no one else acquired. He excelled in Qur'anic commentary, meaning tafsir, and delved deeply into its subtle meanings. He derived meanings from it that no one else managed to do before him. He also excelled in hadith and in the memorization thereof. Very few have memorized as much hadith as he memorized. 
he attributed a hadith to their proper sources and narrators and he was able to quote it whenever he needed to establish proof. He surpassed all people in knowledge of fiqh and the views of different madhahib and the fatwas of the sahaba and tabi'een so much so that when he issued a fatwa he did not adhere to the view of a madhab rather he based his fatwa on whichever view was supported by the stronger evidence. He excelled in knowledge of Arabic language and studied issues on the basis of rationality and reason. He studied the views of the philosophers and refuted their arguments and pointed out their mistakes and warned against them. He supported the Sunnah with the strongest evidence and proofs. He was harmed for the sake of Allah by his opponents and persecuted for his support of the pure Sunnah until Allah caused him to prevail and caused the pious to unite in loving him and praying for him and suppressed his enemies and guided men of other groups and sects through him. Allah made kings and commanders inclined to follow him and obey him and he revived Syria and indeed Islam through his efforts when it was almost defeated by urging the rulers to resist the Tatar when the people were harboring doubts about Allah and the believers were tried and shaken with a mighty shaking and hypocrisy grew strong. His good qualities are many and he is too great for a man like me to talk about his life. If I were to swear an oath by the corner and the maqam I would swear that I have never seen anyone like him and that he has never seen anyone like himself. These are the great words of Imam al-Dhahabi rahimahullahi ta'ala. Imam al-Dhahabi rahimahullahi also says, telling us about the imprisonment of Shaykh al-Islam and then his death in jail and then his funeral, rahimahullah, he says, he was imprisoned on more than one occasion in order that he would slacken with respect to his opponents and so that the fluency of his tongue and pen may diminish Yet, he would not recant nor turn around upon the advice of anyone up until he died while imprisoned at the Damascus prison rahimahullah, in the year 728 after Hijrah and his followers consisted of nations the like of their number could not be found at the grave of the Sufis may Allah forgive him and have mercy upon him. And finally my dear brothers and sisters a point on the importance of studying Aqidah Having the correct aqidah, the correct beliefs, the correct iman and tawheed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most important thing for a believer. For verily, is like the foundation of a building or the root of a tree. Just as a building will not stand except on a solid foundation and the tree will not stand except upon its roots, then similarly the actions of an individual and his knowledge will not benefit him unless it is built upon the correct belief, the correct aqidah. We must have the correct Tawheed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We must believe and have the correct Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as is found in the Quran and Sunnah. That's why we need to focus on the belief, on the Aqidah, on our Tawheed over other affairs. These are the most important of matters, my dear brothers and sisters. They are more important than anything else because through the correct belief, the believer, the true Muslim, lives a truly happy life. His soul becomes pure, his actions are correct, his acts of obedience are accepted and he is raised in degrees before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the mighty and majestic. However, if the belief is faulty, if the aqidah is corrupt or absent, then this will have the opposite effect upon all his affairs and all his actions. Therefore, a corrupt belief is a source of ruin for the individual as it pertains to his actions and manners and it lowers him and destroys him. So to conclude my dear brothers and sisters, if the belief of a person is sound and firm and based upon the Quran and Sunnah, then the person will be upright. 
because the basis of piety and uprightness is present in him as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Alam tara kayfa darab Allahu mathalan kalimatan tayyibatan ka shajaratin tayyibah asluha thabitun wa far'uha fis samaa Have you not seen how Allah sets forth the parable a goodly word as a goodly tree whose roots is firmly fixed and its branches reach to the sky meaning very high Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the fundamental matters of faith and its foundations which is belief equivalent to the roots that the tree stands upon fast if the root is firm then this tree is closer to being complete in terms of its growth development and the deliciousness of its fruits depending upon the correctness of this foundation we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who live and die upon the sound creed the creed of islam the creed of the quran and sunnah according to the understanding of the salaf al-salih inshallah in our next lesson in our next episode we will start bi-idhnillah ta'ala with the first lines of this lamiya poem wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam